0: Hi, it's Chris Welcome back again with Ian Preston, who is a very well-known estate agent from Yorkshire. Uh, in a previous video, we were talking about how estate agents could adopt AI, artificial intelligence, to help them run their estate agency, Skynet Terminators. You just imagine that. Put your house on the market? That's it. I'd say one of them. One of, <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> but uh, we we said in the previous video that we, you had you actually adopted a brand new, you built your own CRM sure. system. Um, where you're using artificial intelligence. So what I want to do is a separate video. So do check that video out about artificial intelligence, but let's talk about how you've integrated, I uh, can't say that word, um, your, your new CRM built your own. So just at the risk of repeating very briefly, what have you built? <laughs> So it's built on the Salesforce product. So what we, you're not selling anything here, by the way, you're just do what you don't. So in
1: terms of Salesforce, Salesforce is the world's biggest CRM. So all the infrastructure is not what we've built. What Salesforce allows you to do is customize a CRM to make it what you want it to be. And so Alex, who's our CTO, uh, is a is a genius, I don't mind saying that, at both understanding the context of what we're trying to do and then building tools to us enable to enable us to achieve it. And that's his that's his genius. Um, and what we've done is we've built and we've created and we've crafted and now we've got something which we think is pretty robust in terms of providing uh, an easy service for our associates so our self-employed agents so they get an incredible product to use and
0: amazing for our customers in terms of the outcome which it gives them so what's the problem with current CRMs at the moment so, he if you said were... with a rolling eye, so he's done well. What <laughs> so if you are a successful CRM,
1: you have a lot of customers. So you start off really niche, being able to respond to whatever your yes. customers' needs are, because you have few customers. You get lots of customers, and then you have to start locking things down, because what you change for one customer might not be what another customer would want. Uh, a lot of CRMs are also quite old, which is a separate point. It's but an important point though. it is it is a, it's a hugely important point and they're built on infrastructure which is now legacy and dead so if you get lots and lots of customers your challenge is how do you retain individuality and flexibility because if you were to come into my estate agency
0: i run my business very differently from fred who runs his business down the road but surely it's just buyers and sellers and put more into a system and off we go to a, to a point, but, in terms of data storage, if that's all you want to do. But a CRM is so much more than that. A CRM
1: is effectively the stuff that you and I used to use, which is a one to thirty one system. What? It's a
0: hot box. What? It's a hot box. It's a it's a one to thirty one. You still my beating heart. <laughs> but that 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 that's the problem with CRMs, isn't it? They're just almost customer record. But I know that's what the that's what, and, and you just go into a black hole and you and then the next just press a button and it throws emails out. That's right. So the question is, how can your CRM
1: Replicate the systems and processes which have worked for decades.
0: In the old hotbox. In the old hotbox. Anyone, anyone who is under the age of 32, 33, do go and ask someone without any no hair or grey hair in your office what a hotbox is. Cause That's they it. are marvellous, weren't they? Marvellous. But the point is, is that it's just, I'm actually starting a new business called Hotbox 3000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> sold. <laughs> um, so,
1: so for things like a hotbox, if you think about what a hotbox was, it was a, you know, a yes, re- re- record of 10 or 20 buyers, no more than that. And you knew every single one yep. of them, You you would call them twice a week, and they would be your next sales. There's no reason that a digital system can't replicate that. But my version of how that might work might be different to yours. So what Salesforce does is it allows with money to be spent, you to hire a Salesforce developer to customize how you see your own system. So because it's a I say open source, it's not open source because it's paid for, but because it is a hugely well-used system, you can hire a developer to effectively customize it, but you don't need to build all the gubbins underneath. The gubbins underneath is world-class and you just customize
0: it to make it the way that you want it to be. A bit like buying a car. You buy the stuff you want and then you just need someone to build it, put it together, exactly. And so our vision for this CRM
1: is that we've built all of this out of the box functionality. And at some point we you know, we may commercialize it, I don't know, but what we wouldn't want to do is try and make one product for everyone. It would be a product where you buy it, where it's got all of that functionality, and then these extra layers are then added on top and you build those yourselves. So effectively, I don't think it's for every estate agent. Let me make that clear. Most estate agents I think would probably just benefit from an out of the box system. There's some fantastic ones like Street, um, but, if you want something which, like, I, the litmus test for me is when you have a separate spreadsheet, you know your CRM is shit. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm fine. <laughs> That's fine. You, okay. You, okay. <laughs> okay. Fine. So if you have to have parallel systems which work alongside your CRM, you know it's not fit for purpose. So our rule is we don't have parallel systems. Everything's in the CRM. So one login, one system. Single source of truth. That's it. If, if, if a PropTech supplier comes to see me and they want to, you know, have a product which plugs in, Unless I can access it only from Salesforce,
0: it's a nightmare. Because that's the pain in the ass: multiple logins and yeah, and, and, you're and cutting it. and pasting stuff across. Yeah. yeah, terrible. Are there any current CRMs at the moment that you think are getting towards what you're talking about? I mean, I think all of these CRMs have a structural
1: challenge, which is the bigger they get, the less customization they're able to offer. So, the sh- I guess the short answer is no. I mean, I think Street is a really, I think Street is the best CRM. Um, that I've seen out there. That that goes some way to what you've built? Yeah, I mean, the functionality, definitely. Like, what Heather and Tom are doing there is fantastic in terms of the functionality of their building, but I don't think they deal with that challenge, which is, so, Ian from Preston Baker wants something different from Bob, uh, Bob's estate agents. Okay, what if what
0: what what Bob wants is not as good as what Ian's built somewhere else? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great point,
1: but, so, for example, we... All of our properties, we use a product called Property Launch, where we have a structured marketing process and our CRM, you put the date in and it just fires the actions out automatically in that schedule. So if you don't like my concept of property launch, if you don't think that's the right solution for your business, then me building property launch is of no interest to you because you just want to clag it on right move and wait for people to call you, fine. That's-, that's Well, that's, that's the <laughs> way you should should it? He said, <laughs> that's it. No, I mean, that's it. You shouldn't have a marketing period beforehand where you launch no, it via not. social and where you launch <laughs> it via to your database and give them a no, period no, of exclusivity. So <laughs> Personalized email. <That's laughs> a, none of that. Actually. No, you don't want that. Whack it on move. <laughs> but seriously, you, you would get that. So if I, if I went, you know, if I decided to commercialize I said, and I went out to the market and I said, hey, Bob, I've got this fantastic product, ABCDEFG. He goes, well, I don't want A B C D E F G. I I think B is the wrong step. Instead, I'd like it to be D. And what we would like to do is we'd like to have a, a, a product whereby if Bob wanted to customise step B, Bob could do it. And it wouldn't affect anyone else's system.
0: Okay. Whereas the issue with the CRMs is these huge databases, these huge systems, because the, the data, the gold is in the data, isn't it? Always. Because we were talking about in the previous video, do check it out, the one on artificial intelligence. You buy in data from different firms, yeah. plug it into your CRM system to give you foresight and allow you to spot people that... That's it. It's very smart. I mean, I only know of one other agent that does that. Right, okay. I mean, yeah, it's and they're successful. Yeah. And I know you are because I've looked at your stats. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know,
1: your data, when you think about the cost of acquisition, I rem- remember reading about Purple Bricks um, quite recently and their cost of acquisition like how much it costed them oh. to actually secure one listing. And the number which jumped out of me, and I might have this wrong, so, but I think it was about 600 quid. Mm-hmm. So they were dividing all of the listings that they secured by all of the marketing money that they spent, and the figure they came up with was 600 pounds of listing. Now, that's not actually the way that I calculate our return on investment for marketing. It is actually that channel, what that channel returns. And I think, to be honest, like four, five, six hundred quid is probably not bad. But the best value for money you'll get in terms of ROI is from your own data. You've got no cost of acquisition. And if you can set up automation to work with that. And personalization. Exactly. Automation, personalization to your own
0: data. That's it. But we're as estate agents, we just put on the next, just whack it into archive and it never gets sees the light of day. So in the last video, we talked about the
1: last two administrators exiting our organization by the end of August. So that's £70,000 per annum in costs. Now, if I said to an agent, I'd like you to invest £70,000 a year in automation for your CRM, I imagine that the vast majority would say they couldn't afford it and or that they wouldn't want to spend it. Or that's a phenomenal amount of money for technology. And one of the big macro trends at the moment is that labor is getting in shorter supply as people have exited the labor market with COVID. Mm -hmm. So labor's shorter. Capital, so the cost of technology, is getting lower and Mm -hmm. it can do more. So our businesses now have to shift to having, if we want the best people, so if we want high skill, you have to pay more for it. And they're fewer in number, they're harder to acquire. So you have to substitute the repetitive jobs with capital, and the and decent CRMs will enable you to do that. Bingo. So you've got to invest more money in technology smartly. But the, the the Luddites out there, the ones who want to throw their clogs into the machines, are the people who say AI and technology cannot replace what we do. And they're right. But they're trying to substitute it at the wrong, or they imagine that I'm substituting it at a different point to the point I'm substituting it at. I'm substituting it top of the funnel bottom of the funnel, I'm investing in world-class training and development. I'm getting trainers in to sweeten the skills of those high-skilled people for these face-to-face interactions that we're doing now. That's where the money goes on training and money goes on tech at the top of the funnel. And that's that's the
0: formula. Ian, thank you for your fascinating insight. Thank <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs>